Good afternoon, everybody. This is Joey Chapman, and this is Ordinary Joe's Talk Town. This is our first episode, and I'm super excited to be here. We're broadcasting live on the End Results Radio Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the Country Inn and Suites by Radisson Hotels in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Today, our guest is Don McGee, and I'm super excited to have him. He's been my neighbor and a friend for uh, probably 15 or 20 years, and he's been married 62 years. Normally, we don't talk about um, age, but Don's 87 years old. 87 years young. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I did forget to mention, I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Sauer. So Absolutely. Thanks, thanks for being here, Brian. Uh, man, it's fun to be here, especially getting to interview a guy like Don. I Absolutely. Mean, seriously. Don, you're 87 and you do 1,000 push-ups a day. And in 2016, Gwinnett, um, the Gwinnett Post wrote an uh, article about you doing that, and you've been doing it ever. I guess you've been doing it 20 years, haven't you? Or more. That's or awesome. More. Probably 30 or 35 years. That's fantastic. I've been doing it when I was in Illinois, and uh, we've been down here for 30 years. So not in this neighborhood, but we were in Lawrenceville, and then 21 years ago we moved into our neighborhood. So. I'm, I'm, I'm super interested in knowing how you got started doing that. Well, I've always been kind of a workout nut, you know. I played all sports in high school, I, all sports. We only had two, uh, <laughs> basketball and football. But uh, this is hard to believe, but I was a pretty good basketball player at one time. Uh, I had a key to the gym. I had a really a big class, and we had 19 kids in our <laughs> class. <laughs> We had nine boys and ten girls, so I've been dominated by women all my life, you know. <laughs> I had two sisters, so, uh, uh, but I have the highest respect for women. I really do. And, I, and, and what town were you born in again, or grew up in? I love this. Cullum. No oh. one's ever heard of Cullum. Uh, where's that near? It's near Pontiac, Illinois, 120 miles south of Chicago. Okay, okay. And it's was 500 when I was there, and it's still 500. <laughs> Well, every time a baby's born, somebody left town. That's right. So uh, I told that to a guy the other day, and he said, that's nothing. He said, every time a baby's born in my hometown, two guys left town. So, <laughs> so That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, But it's still 500, but the people were just as solid as a rock. If you needed help, they were there. And we went to school. I'm talking about back in the old days. We graduated from high school in 1951, and we used to take our shotguns to school with us, leave in the car, loaded, and at noon, hunt rabbits on the football field in the wintertime. Wow. You know, and we left the keys in the car. Now, today, you know what would happen? You know, <laughs> yeah. I'd get picked up for somebody shooting, uh, shooting somebody else with my shotgun, you know? You'd be arrested. Yeah, I would be. <laughs> I, I would be. I would be. Yeah. That is so cool. So, um, but going back, you, I think you had mentioned in this article that your wife had rheumatoid arthritis and y'all started doing a lot of major workouts and yeah. And, and I encouraged her and she, she, she's a good student. I'll tell you that <laughs> she, she still works out three days a week at, uh, water aerobics. And she's got me doing that three days a week. And that's a great exercise. It really is. But she rides the bicycle. She's got me riding the bicycle. Let me tell you something. She's got me doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> you don't be married 62 years without doing yes, dear. Yes, yes dear. You know. Yes, so, correct. Yeah. I was going to ask you, what is the key, key to being married 62 years? Do you have any inside secrets for our listeners? You know, I, I, I've been asked that question before, and, and I really believe it's respect. 
you know, you can say what you want about love, but love comes floating in and out, and it's respect. And uh, that's what we've had for, actually, we were, we've known each other for 64 years. Wow. And been married. We didn't live together back in those days. You right. know what I mean? Right. No, so, I didn't yeah. do that, right? No. But anyway, we've been married 62 years. Well, I, I, I'm just always amazed at your story and... It's just, it's neat to have you as a neighbor. And I, I feel like you're one of my heroes, like Ryan was saying earlier. And um, tell us a little bit. Now, you were captain of the football team there at Illinois State University. Y'all were the Redbirds, is that correct? Yes, correct. The Illinois State Redbirds. At that time, it was Illinois State Normal. And uh, I went down there. You know, they do who? Call them? McGee? Is that Irish or Scotch Irish? You know? <laughs> so I said, well, it's Scotch Irish. But, uh, Anyway, uh, I walked on, and uh, I played B-team the freshman year. The sophomore year, I made the varsity and got a letter, and uh, then I got drafted in the Army. And <laughs> that's a long story, but my dad was in World War I, my two brothers in World War II, and my dad said to me, you don't hide behind that damn student deferment. If you get called because there's too many guys went ahead of you, let you run around on Saturday afternoon. Mm. So I got my draft notice. I told the coach I had to go. He said, you don't have to go. I said, coach, you don't know my dad. <laughs> <laughs> so I went and uh, spent two years in the Army, uh, most of it at Fort Sill, Oklahoma, uh, headquarters and headquarters outfit, and uh, came back and lettered again, and then I was elected captain my senior year. And uh, I thought that was a pretty good honor coming out of Cullum, you know, and yeah. nobody knew me or didn't know where Cullum was. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I had a good experience there. I really did. I had uh, a good experience. Well, I think in that uh, being captain of the football team, I, I think that just starts your leadership skills, and you've carried that all throughout your life. Talk a little bit about being a uh, principal, because I know you wanted to share some things about how uh, your principal, being a principal was so important to you and how you related to the kids, which I, I wish people could listen today and learn some stuff from that. You know, principalship was one of my favorite jobs. But when I look at it, every job I had in education was my favorite. Um, <laughs> I, it really was. I, but I tell you what, another thing I worked at is keeping kids in school. I had got a list of all the kids who were raised in hell and I would look them up every week and talk to them, see how they were doing. I'd even say to them, did you get drunk last night? Because <laughs> it's fun, but it's also got a problem. And we developed a relationship. They knew I cared for them. Sure. And my faculty knew that I cared for them. And they said if they had a, a desire for a new course, we'll create it. And they did. I tell you, I had a super staff. And as a result, we had the best dropout record in the state of Illinois every year as high school principal. Man, and I was proud of that. Oh, that's, you should be. That's wow. Su that's super impressive. But I couldn't I can't take the credit for it. I just had a good staff and and they, they worked their behinds off yeah. making it work. So that's so cool. And I and I think um just that relationship building with the kids and everything, that's super important. And I'd like to see more of that today, you know. Yeah. Well, but it's yeah. tough. It's, it's tough, tough today. I you know what? It is tough. They wouldn't. They don't want me as a, as a high school principal, nor as a superintendent today, because right. I was the old school. And at one time, when you were principal, you were in charge. 
you know, and you didn't have 15 mothers every time you made a decision or 15 dads coming up to want to whip your uh, tail. <laughs> tail. I guess that's what you say <laughs> yeah. when you're on the radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, but I had a, a, a great staff and it made me feel good. That's super. And then good. I had a superintendent that we were in the same building and God bless him. He was an elementary principal and he had a, a handicap. He couldn't walk very well. And he just hated that superintendent's job. It just hated it. Well, I tried to help him out everywhere I could. So he was there from September until December, and he said, Don, I can't do it. I'm going to recommend you. That's fantastic. And I didn't, I, I didn't help him out for the idea that I was going to get that job. Sure, sure, sure. But he needed help, and I guess I needed the job. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, I was there. Then I was there 14 years as superintendent of schools, and we're not going to tell you why I left because <laughs> after 14 years, guess what? You make a few enemies. Sure, oh, yeah. And sure. when they get on the board of education, you really make some enemies. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, uh, I had a great, a great career. Uh, I would do it all over again. And, uh, but I'd have to say my favorite job was high school principal. I love working with those kids. Love working with those kids. And then when we retired, we came down here to help my daughter and she had two boys, and uh, they were in a preschool over in uh, Tucker. And so they needed a director. And so <laughs> I saw what, what they were looking for as far as qualifications. And they had it all listed. You know, they wanted somebody who cared for kids and so forth. But he couldn't be a male. They did not want a male director. Really? So I went there. I didn't see that until I found it out. Then I would get on a minute. Who was it that fixed that out? I said, raise your hand. I want to pick you out. <laughs> but anyway, to make a long story short, I stayed there uh, 12 years, and it was a great 12 years. But again, I had a staff that made my job easy. Yeah. You know? and uh, But I did enjoy that. Uh, and I see some of my mothers once in a while now, then they'll say, do you remember me? <laughs> I don't remember my middle name most of the time. So I said, how long has it been? Well, it's only been 12 years, you know. But, uh, we well, I wanted to ask you a little bit about being the stu uh, superintendent of school. So what do, can you give us just a couple of successes and failures in, during that time? Can you think of anything that comes to mind on that? Well, one thing that I really felt good about was uh, – I was able to hire good people. I was able to hire good people. And then we had also a need for special education. And let me tell you something. That was the bottom line. Nobody had special education. And I realized these kids needed help. So I started a little school called the Woodmore School and opened it up to our whole county. And... Uh, it really took off because, to be honest with you, administrators don't want to mess around with a lot of different things. And I'm not being critical of them. There, there's a lot of them that had a lot of great qualities. And uh, But anyway, we started that special ed program, and it really took off. And I was really proud of that. Uh, but again, I had good help. I had people who bought into that. 
Uh, and then other superintendents bought into it too because they were looking for some place for to put their kids. And then, and we had, to, I think we had forty four square miles. No, that's in our district. We had, but we had a pretty good sized county, and we had to bus all the kids in there. But it worked out really pretty well. And Don, was that a time before special education was, you know, like it is nothing like it was today? You know, oh, there was not, nothing at okay, all. Okay. Nothing at all. I tell you. In fact, that was a pioneer okay, thing. Okay, that's what and, I was getting at. Yeah. And I tell you, one of the things that we didn't even have teachers at that time they could, had, they could handle the special ed that were trained yeah, yeah that were trained but we had mothers who volunteered and cared oh. about helping and uh, and then I had a couple of teachers that really bought into it and got their degree in special ed and uh, yeah but that was long before special ed took off right yeah it was but uh, it's still going today oh we, yeah our school's still going yeah, today that is that's about really that? a neat legacy that's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago when Ryan and I were talking, um, you know, I, I, I was, he, they were asking me, is there something that uh, you would give advice to for a business person? And, I, and one of my thoughts was, you know, if you have something bad to tell somebody, call them first thing in the morning. And I was going to say, do you have any kind of advice like that for people that uh, in business or in, you know, in the school system? Well, every time I had a problem, I tried to hit it head on. And I tried to identify who was the problem rather than to spread it all over the whole school. And I would go to that person and say, I need to talk to you. You can either come in your free period or after school or in the morning, but I really need to talk to you. And I wouldn't tell him what, so he was sitting there all day long. What the? <laughs> What's going make on? Him, make him think about it, right? Yeah, make him think about it a little bit. But that was, I really kind of hit that straight on. Uh, and... I'll give you an example. Um, I encouraged my principals to go to in-service training. Well, I had one guy, sharp as anything, and he put in to go to a training program in Las Vegas. Uh, <clears throat> and so... <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't realize that in Las Vegas he had a girlfriend. Oh, wow. Oh, so he come back, and he didn't go to any meetings. And I said to him, how was the meeting? Oh, he said, same old BS. You know, you saw all these guys, and all this stuff went on. I said, would you have your expense account? Oh, yeah, I have that. I said, do you want to hand it in? Because if you do, I'm going to fire you. <laughs> <laughs> he hired me, and I said, no, do you want me to fire you? You want to resign? I hear so you. he resigned. And... Uh, let me ask you a question, Don. You know, you want, you know, being, I see what Joey and I see in, you know, our middle age years, whatever. So much of society now is let's hide behind text, let's hide behind emails, we, you know, social media. Do you see anything that makes you long for the days of just doing what we're doing now, that face to face, you know? Oh, I tell you what. And I think we'd be a lot better if we had face-to-face, -face, you right. know. And maybe it's because I'm not very technical, but... Uh, but you can't have the same conversation, no matter what it's through. No matter your age, people, some some younger people don't have never experienced true face-to-face. -face. Yeah. All they know is, you know what I'm talking about, Joey, Absolutely. right? And that plays in business, that plays in communities. But can you truly know another person if you don't spend time to talk to them? And look them in the eye. Right. And, you know, Shake their hand. And, uh, and another thing, too, you can convey... I honestly care about you. Absolutely. You know? And uh, and again, I'm a toucher. And and that today, 
you know, they, they'd run me out in, in a two days, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. They'd run me out in two days. They'd have me up for harassing the kids. and uh, But I never met anything, but kids, I like you. I, yeah. When I touch you, I mean, yes. I care for you. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so, so neat. That's so neat. Well, and I had somebody recently get a little bit upset with me about something I had said, and they did come and talk to me, and I so appreciated it. Because just like you're saying, Ryan, everybody wants to hide behind an email or a text. And so yeah, and it's, you miss those days of... Yeah. And it's tough. You know, you know, you say something, and we had a person on an earlier show I did the other day. Um, their name is just of German descent. And, and he was saying, say it like that. And I said, you know, the moment... I said, you know, if somebody's interviewing you, they would be saying I'm making fun of German. I said, I'm, I'm literally trying, you know, but it, it's, it, to me, I think we've gotten to a place where everybody's so sensitive about everything that I wish people would toughen up a little bit again, yeah. you know, to say, we're not trying to hurt your feelings. We're just having a conversation, you know? And so, I, you know, you really have a, well, I mean, goodness, what have we gone through so far? So uh, football, marriage, principal, superintendent, captain of the football team, then you come to what's Atlanta and you ran the school and we're just getting started. I want, and, I, and I want to talk to you just a little bit about, I know you recently had COVID and uh, I want to talk to, to you a little bit about that. I don't want to get it on a depressing subject, no, but I mean, right, I, sure. I do want to. I, mean, I don't I, feel it's depressing because I'm still living. Absolutely. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. Tell well, us a little bit about that experience and when you had it, it was oh, December, right? December the 23rd. Um, I had fallen out of bed, which I didn't know, but I got a hold of the bed uh, post uh, leg, and Florence called the EMTs, and they came, and they couldn't get my hands loose from the leg, so they called the fire department, and they brought in the big boys, and they, of course, won, and they got me out of there. And I don't remember one thing of being in the hospital. Don't remember leaving the hospital. That's Florence, whose wife happened just for our listeners. She couldn't come into it, the she, hospital, right? Not at all. Okay. I could, but anyway, um, when I was in rehab, I, the first they put me in with a roommate, and uh, he was three hours later he died. Mm. They put another roommate in there, and they told me he went home the next day. I don't know if he went home or he died, but he went home. He's out of the room. Wow. And anyway, the third roommate they put in there, he made it seven hours. So <laughs> I, finally, I finally said to the guy doing the phys physical therapy, uh, is this the dying room? <laughs> Get me the hell out of here because I don't want any part of that. So I'm laughing. We were talking about this before air. It's not funny. It's just the way you said it. <laughs> Get me out of there. Well, that's what I'm saying. I didn't want to be in that dying room absolutely I, not you know, but uh but anyway i've had some effects on that i i still don't have my smell back and i my taste isn't very good uh and this walking is an effect of that too I gosh because i don't have any pain but i can't walk my balance is off and i so i think it's a brain issue to be honest with you i think that something's wrong all the way down and uh but i'm not i can't get anybody to tell me what's wrong with me I've been to several doctors, and, well, did you get hurt? No, I didn't get hurt. I I just can't walk, you know. So, but it's been tough. It's been tough. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's certainly not a cognitive brain issue because you're sharp as a tack. So that's yeah. the good news. Well, if you weren't, I just want to say, you know, there's people out there. It doesn't matter. Age is a number. You and I have talked to this one of my walks before, Don. You know, but there's people out there right now that are saying, you know, 
Because you were doing in your heyday. How many push-ups in your heyday? We hadn't even gotten that. Were, were you doing in your heyday? Was it 10,000? Most I've ever done. No. No. no uh, get, okay, I can't remember. <laughs> most I've ever done was 5,000 in one day. Yeah, you told me that. And when I was like, he goes, so Ryan, get started somewhere. I'm like, okay, I'll start with five. No. Well, but let me 5, tell you something. I, I you, don't do this overnight. I you did little spurs, didn't you? You did little spurs. You just start easy. And, and I tell people, too. Oh, they said I should be doing. Them. I said, well, if one thing, don't do them too fast. Don't try to do twenty-five. If you can do fifteen, do fifteen, and do that maybe for five days, and then add two or three to it. But don't try to do slow too many, and because steady. otherwise you're going to get tired. You're going to get stiff. And you're going to say, you can't say the hell with it. But you're going to well, say, say that. That's yeah, okay. Okay, but that's what you're going to say. You don't. You're just going to quit. And I'm just saying this. It's good for me. It may not be good for everybody else, but I give it to saving my life with this COVID-19. Because the shape you were in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. But yeah. let me ask you a question, Don. But when, you know, people always look at the push-ups and, and the fitness and all the stuff you do. But you were telling me you, you would do them throughout the day, correct? Yeah. I okay. Because I know a lot of people was like, you do a thousand push-ups at the same time? And you're like, well, no, I do 50 here and 50. You know, right? that's how you did it, right? He does start his morning with 500, I think, don't you? No, I, I, no, I, 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 I've got, I do 250 at a time. I do four sets of 250, and I can do that in 20 minutes. I don't always do it in 20 minutes, but I can do a thousand in 20 minutes now. And I don't think that's bad for think, almost being 88. Um, I think that's <laughs> unbelievable. You, you were I'm telling me to one time I could do 50. No, nah, I think this room looks like we're about to hit the need to go hit the gym. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Goodness, that's amazing. I mean, that's a great, but it's not just about the push-ups or fitness. It's about a lifelong, whether it's cognitive, physical, of not just saying, oh, well, you know, I'm 50 or I'm 60 or I'm 70 or I'm 80, whatever you are saying, you know, you got to make the best of what God's given you in your life and make every minute count, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's like, we, we belong to the LA Fitness. We haven't been over there since COVID has hit, but... When I was doing my push-up with guys used to come and say, what in the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, and it is. You got to be a little bit crazy you to do. do what I do. <laughs> you know, you got to be a little bit crazy. No, I think it's super great. And like you said, uh, I think your grandson told you it kept you alive. I, yeah. I think there's no doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Well, and, and Don, you know, just knowing you as Joey and I were talking about, you know, watching I mean, you know, no, none of us are perfect, but, you know, you've emulated, I think I speak for Joe, you know, the grandfather and the father and the husband and the leader in the community and all that. And that's what we say, you know, said, like, I want to be like that because I don't see Joe and I were having lunch not, not too long ago and saying, you know, age is a number, but you, you have a legacy in your lifetime to continue to make impacts on people. So how much is the relationship part of everything you've done and what you put into other people? How important is that to our listeners? I mean, that you would share with them? Well, I think you, everybody ought to consider doing something. I don't say push-ups, but everybody ought to consider something because I contributed to saving my life. It, can save, it saved my life being in the shape I was in. There's no doubt about that. But uh, when we get off this, I want to share something else with you guys. Um, when I was in Eureka, I was president of the Rotary Club, and we started a... My wife and I had a cabin at Lake Bloomington, and we started a fundraiser for Eureka College. And we invited people out, and if they had a good enough time, they gave money. And that got to be pretty good. We furnished all the adult beverages and the 
stakes and stuff like this. And it started out pretty good. And then it got too big. And then we run out of, what are we going to do? So at Rotary Club, I always told a story, almost every Rotary meeting. So someone said, why don't we tell stories? Bring money and tell a story. So we started doing that, and we, we put a minimum on it. You had to bring $500, and it had to be matched when you told it. So I told the same story three years in a row. The fourth year, now hang on, hang on, the fourth year, someone said, I'll give $500. Biggie doesn't tell that damn story. <laughs> so they got into the adult beverages, and so pretty soon someone said, I'll give $500 if he does tell the story. Oh, there you go. So I love this one. We raised 1000 once for not telling it and once for telling it. That's awesome. But guys bought into that. They yeah. really bought into that. And we had one attorney that, could tell a story for anything, but he had money. And so <laughs> I would plant guys in the audience when Ben told the story, laugh your behind off yeah. because we need the money. <laughs> and, but, and, and it was it was fun. Everybody had a good time, I should say that. But it's really been a very successful program. They, the Rotary still gives uh, to Eureka College. And uh, I'll tell you, that's another thing. We had that Eureka College in that town that I was superintendent with, that's a real asset. That's a real asset. I'll tell you, anybody that has a college in their community, it's a real asset. So, uh, And I have to tell you about my wife. She was a legal secretary, and she has a personal letter from Ronald Reagan. She, her boss was a, 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 a sorority, a fraternity brother of his, and they corresponded. So that was a problem with our in our marriage. It was just the hours weren't right. So I said to her, why don't you go and get your teaching degree? She says, oh, I'll flunk out. I'm too old. I said, you don't know that. So she went to the junior college. She got two A's and two B's her first semester. That's the only two B's she's ever had. She got her, her bachelor's degree, her master's degree, and her Ph.D., and she's had two B's. Wow. And I tell everybody, with her grades and my grades, we're an average couple. <laughs> well, C minus is average, isn't it? That's, that's right. right. Yeah, it's that's almost, exactly. almost. But anyway, that's, uh, she, she, I married a lot better than she did. Yes. No. I Man, y'all are amazing people. I well, mean, your, just, your, your wife, Florence, I know, was uh, instrumental in my kids in reading at Mountain Park Elementary. And she's, you know, she's put up. If anybody could teach a rock how to read, it would be Dr. McGee. She is something else. That's she, okay. That's, so she had your kids join. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we, we, uh, amazing stuff in the, um, Donna, I just, as a question, you in our last few minutes, like I got a question. I mean, there's listeners that are going to listen, you know, locally, then all over the globe. You know, you've done so many things in your life, started so many things, got this legacy and f you were in the fitness to, God bless, you know, fight, fight off COVID. And, you know, I told you I had it really bad too. So, yeah. I mean, it's, but what's, you know, what do you tell the average person who's right now just frustrated with life? It just, whatever they're, what should they, 
it's to live a life well, fully, should they be focusing on? You know, what, how do you break it down? You know, well, is it, one, one of the things I'm saying, not only respect your wife, but respect other people too. Respect property. Let's have a little bit of compassion for those people who don't have everything. And another thing that we have done, and I don't, and I'm, I throw this out because I really believe that everybody should do it. We've been married 62 years and have never missed a month of invested money. Make it a priority. I don't care if it's 15 bucks or $100, but that's what we have done for 62 years. And believe me, it gives you some autonomy when you get to our age because we have people who still are making car payments, they're making house payments, and they don't have things to do. We have some opportunities that because of that position and i never made big but you were consistent i mean you, you all stuck the way with down it. the line yeah. and you know you i don't care what you do if you do anything for 62 years it's gonna it's, <laughs> gonna, it's gonna get to you you know that's it's awesome no you. i love that financial advice that's really good well and again i i don't like to just say that that i have a success story i can tell you what i've done sure and if you want to emulate it that's up to you but I'm not going to push my lifestyle on anybody except I know what works for us and has worked for us, you know. Uh, so, and we had good kids, too. Uh, someone said, the reason you had good kids, you had good neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I said, That's wait true. a minute. Yeah. Uh, so, no, uh, y'all, you, y'all do have fantastic kids. And then you're kids. Done, and you got great grandkids now, right? Yeah. Wow. I, got, I got a great, two great grandkids. Man. and uh, But my grandkids, Sons, really, and granddaughters too. Both, oh, no, except, the, yeah. And I remember what was it was fun watching. You were so invested in their lives, going to all the soccer games and all that oh. stuff. And you know what? I made a when my kids were little, and now I got two of them in college. Joey's are a little past mine. I made a, I was like, I want to be that grandparent one day. I'll tell you what, uh, both my kids were good, but soccer and soccer, but grandkids, but Kyle was exceptional. Oh, sure, he good. was fantastic. Yeah. He was, in, and he went on to become an MD, right? Yeah. He's an empty today. So that's what my oldest wants to do. So it's funny how that the trajectory follows. It's funny how it yeah. all works. But yeah. So well, listen, I'm going to close this up. Uh, just I'm, I want to thank you for coming on for my first show, and I want to thank Ryan oh, for man. Great helping beer. me out. And um, I'm just impressed how God's blessed your life, and uh, I appreciate. Well, I think that's what the secret is. God's blessed our my and, life. You absolutely, know? He has. Oh. And I'm so so glad uh, you're able to share with us today. I pr- I appreciate all the advice. Well, I tell you what, I, one of the things I really wish would have happened, my dad never got to see me play college football. Wow. Here I go again. I get emotional. No, no, no man, it's but good. He got killed in a car wreck. Oh, my goodness. Thursday before the, he was coming down to the game on Saturday. Wow. And, uh, but he was influenced in my life. He would. I don't know why I picked up some of this stuff because, really, as far as finances, he wasn't good at managing finances. He was just a good dad. He sure. loved us all. Absolutely. So, that's all, that's well, awesome. Well, Don, this show's going to be, and we're going to be able to share it. And Joey, we'll, we'll forget it out to you, Nadia's. But, you know, to so many people, um, what you have shared is so important. And um, there's going to be people local and all over the globe be able to listen to this and give a chance. They might want to reach out to you and talk. And, uh, you know, if, if they want to do that, then, uh, you know, there'll be an opportunity to maybe share more of your story. So. 
We appreciate it so much. Yeah, well, tell them don't, don't get physical with it because <laughs> I can't, can't handle that anymore. Uh, but well, anyway, well, thank you guys. I appreciate thank, it very much. You're two, two good guys and two good neighbors. So. Thanks for, yeah, I thanks know, for, right? Thanks for being on my first show. I really appreciate it. I'm going to close this out. Thanks for tuning in to another Ordinary Joe's Talk Town on End Results Radio Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the Country Inn and Suites by Radisson and Stone Mountain. Please stay stay tuned for upcoming shows or listen to past shows by visiting www.endresults.com. That's end results with a Z. And simply click on the current shows button to hear this and many other shows on the network 24-7 or anywhere you get your podcast. Until next time, for my co-host Ryan (laughs) Sowers, Don McGee, thank you so much um, for coming to the show. Great show today. And now this is Joey Chapman signing off. It's been another... Ordinary Joe's Town Talk. Until next time, have a great day.